You're listening to On The Line, the interview podcast from entertainment.ie. Hi guys, Deirdre Malumbi, staff writer at entertainment.ie here, and this is my interview with Scott Mann, the director of Final Score. Final Score stars Dave Bautista as a war veteran forced to save a football stadium packed with thousands of fans from a gang of Russian terrorists. And we also got to chat to Dave Bautista about the movie, so make sure to tune into that on the line podcast as well. Scott Mann has directed two movies before this, indie action movie The Tournament and Heist, which stars Robert De Niro, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Batista again. We chatted about getting to work with the legend that is Robert De Niro and how he managed to fit Dave Batista into Final Score and shot that around Dave's busy Marvel schedule. We chat about action movies that inspired Final Score, including Die Hard, since Final Score is essentially, as Scott admits, Die Hard in a football stadium. And Scott shares a very touching anecdote about Pierce Brosnan, who also stars in the movie. It's funny because this interview was actually only meant to be 15 minutes long, but we were having such a nice time having the chats that we ended up talking closer to 40 minutes. Um, That's enough intro for now anyway. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe and make sure to check out Final Score, guys, because it really is a fun, classic action movie. It's released in cinemas and on Sky Cinema on September 7th. Scott, I have to start by saying um, I absolutely adore your name, Scott Mann. I just feel like it was made to direct action movies directed by Scott Mann. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, um, uh, and no middle name. Do you know what I mean? I, I, was never, I was never blessed with a middle name, so it's kind of short and, uh, short and sweet, I suppose. But, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's. It's funny how 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 it sits, right? Maybe that's why I kind of got into films because of the name. Who knows? My 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 parents told me the ones that apparently they selected the name Scott from the credits of a TV show or something when they were trying to pick a name. So maybe it's in the um, you know, maybe it's in the blood. <laughs> that oh, way well, see, there you go. All these things always come full circle, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So it's Scott. True. Scott, today we're talking about your third feature, uh, Final Score. So you would have first directed um, The Tournament, which was quite, you know, kind of an indie, low-budget film. And then um, for your second movie, Heist, you'd already attracted such big names, um, as well as Dave Bautista. You had Robert De Niro in there, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Like, at the time, that must have felt like, you know, an incredible leap forward. Oh, yeah, totally. It was very, um, yeah. And it was, and that all, that whole gig, actually, went, uh, it's, it's funny how kind of things come up and how things happen because tournament was very independent uh, movie put together from kind of ground up with me and uh, a couple of mates from film school like uh, Nick Roundtree and Jonathan Frank. We we kind of worked that project from the uh, yeah from from an idea through the script, then kind of got a little bit of money together and cast it kind of the typical way you would do an independent, and then um, uh, and so went through that experience, and then. Um, uh, heist, which was originally called Bus Six Five Seven, that came about in the in a very kind of strange side-on way, where um, uh, and it was through the meeting. Basically, De Niro had uh, there were Lionsgate, which is a company that that wanted that that had liked the tournament, wanted to buy it, but mm-hmm. didn't kind of win the bid on it. They'd been fans for a while, and they had a film project that De Niro was talking about, but wasn't kind of fully in yet. He was like he wanted to. He knew the project, and they were kind of all in agreement that they'd like to do it. But 
Um, but they wanted to meet the director and this project didn't have a director um, at the time. Um, and so it was kind of a, a slightly rudderless ship. And, um, and so I was approached to see whether I'd be interested in it. And, and the first kind of port of call was, would you be interested? It'll mean you'll have to uh, speak to, if you want to do it, and if you're interested, you speak to De Niro um, in the next 48 hours. <laughs> I thought. And so it was very like, um, very random out of the blue kind of uh, offering. And I thought, at the very least, I'd love to speak to De Niro in 48 hours, just as a bucket list thing uh, <laughs> to do in life, because um, you don't get that offer every day. And... Um, and uh, and yeah, and that led to the gig. Like, I got, like to be honest, he was walking when I first spoke to him. The first Skype call, which was very nerve wracking to to jump on a Skype with De Niro. It was like I remember like the build up to it. It was probably the most nervous and starstruck, you know, starstruck I've ever been. Um, I remember it was uh, he was by the time we made the call, things had happened behind the scenes where he was kind of walking away from the project before mm. before it even started. Because um, he wasn't very happy with the character as it was in the script, so he basically like reread the script. He wasn't happy with the latest version, but luckily, kind of, I shared the same sentiment uh, about the character. And we, when we talked on the phone, I guess we connected over having the same issues with the script, and I pitched him a version which I thought was a nice version, um, and he really connected to it. And and we had about an hour on Skype, and then he asked if I was able to come to his office uh, in New York. Uh, like in two days' time, it was or something. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I looked at my diary and thought, mm, I, could, I could probably make the time. <laughs> and um, uh, and then flew up to New York and we worked on the script together and worked out a new script together. Um, and and it kind of and, and the two great things that happened from that was one was a great like working relationship and a, and working on a, a project with this you know a, a incredible actor. Um, but also it kind of stopped me from being starstruck, I think, from that point onwards. Like, I don't think, I, I don't, I don't, I don't kind of have that, uh, it seemed to kind of kill off that bit inside me that would get nervous with actors. So, um, which is a lot better, really, for the job at hand, you know. So, um, so it was good for good things on two fronts. But, but that was a great project to work on. And it was very enjoyable to kind of do it from the start with Bob and, and kind of, and it kind of went from there, really. And that's, and then from Bob, we had, we got uh, Jeff D. Morgan, Dave T. So it was all, you know, we kind of worked out, rounded out the cast together, and uh, and then yeah, and then did the movie. So it was, um, yeah, it was a, a, an experience I will never forget for sure. Brilliant, brilliant. And of course, it was the film where you first worked with Dave Batista. Um, was it at that point even yeah. that you were like, oh, I really enjoy working with you. I'd love you to be the lead on my next movie. Or how did it get to, you know, how did you come to final score and kind Thank of cast him in that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a bit of both, really. Like, I, I definitely thought that. I remember Batista, when he first worked on, on Heights, when we first worked together, he was, you know, he was very much kind of the underdog in that casting situation. He was kind of new at the game. Like, Guardians, even the first Guardians, I remember, wasn't out yet. Like, we, I remember we were looking at material from the first Guardians as kind of uh, one way checking out his real. It was kind of quite early on in his, his acting game. And... Um, and I remember being surprised at how talented he was and how kind of, um, you know, far beyond people's kind of expectations of what they thought he should be and how kind of untapped that talent was. So, so from early on then, I just remember having this very positive experience with Dave and, and, um, and feeling like he had a lot more to give than, than, than people generally give him credit for. Um, and then, yeah, and then the way these kind of, you know, films kind of seem to intersect and seem to happen is it was kind of like we were talking about, uh, uh, funnily enough, I was talking to Dave about a different role originally, 
when we talk about the script, because the original script didn't have an American, uh, for Flying Scott, didn't have an American character. It was, it was, very, uh, it was a British character originally. Um, and so we were kind of seeing to steer it that way in its original inception. And then we got talking about, wouldn't it be fun if it was an American who actually hates football as the, um, as the central role? And, and that kind of led to, um, to Dave becoming involved and, and the idea of Dave being leading in this one, which everyone really liked the idea of. It was a bit of a kind of roll of dice gamble, but he, he did amazing. And it's, you know, I'm glad, really glad that, that we did it. So, um, so yeah, it's funny how these things dissect and come together, and and it tends to be you know, the, the, the random things combined with planned things, and you you know, and uh, you try and work with good, talented people that you want to work with again. So it's uh, yeah, it's been it's been good like that. Yeah, it's just been amazing because it's really over the space of only the last two years that his like career has totally shot off. And, you know, he did all those Marvel um, yeah. movies in a row, really. Um, and that was quite intense. But like, how did that, you know, fit into kind of your shooting schedule? Did you ever have to kind of work around him or how were you able to like, you know, yeah. book him in like time wise? Work around it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it, it was like, you know, there's, there's this, you know, there had to be kind of sort of fortune in terms of the timing because we had a very strict shooting schedule for final score because we were working around a location which was literally being demolished. So there was no kind of movement from the lo- from that side of it. Um, and then luckily for us, Dave, I think it just... Like, we had two shooting periods, basically. We did have to kind of take some time out because Dave had to go and shoot. I think he had to finish off, I want to say Blade Runner, or maybe it was the Guardian's pickups, but he had... He had a studio film that weaved into the schedule, which meant he was kind of... Uh, so we had to kind of take uh, a, um, a hiatus and come back and shoot the stuff outside the stadium um, and had to kind of weave that together. But, but it's, it, it's, you know, I think, I think the truth is you, you kind of have faith... Like, obviously, you don't know what's going to happen and no one knows how someone's going to do career-wise. But I think having worked with him the once and known that he was very talented... It was a kind. It's kind of like gambling on. Uh, it, it was kind of a good bet to gamble on, in a sense, you know. So you kind of. Uh, it's it's not a surprise to me that Dave's career is is you know he's getting bigger and bigger, and he'll continue to, I'm sure, because he's a talented guy and he's he's very good at what he does. And I think, um, uh, you know, and, and so um, it's kind of everyone kind of getting together on a gig like this and having faith in one another and 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 yeah, and it's it's it's. Good. I'm, I'm very happy for Dave and I'm happy for the film and everything that, 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 that those things have happened and come about the way they've happened, you know. Um, because, yeah, I think that Dave, when we cast, you know, when we originally started shooting cast Dave, you know, his career is in a, in a, in a better place than it was when we started, definitely. And it's, uh, and it's great to see that. And it's exciting when people, you know, when, when people you're close to and you know well are, are do well. It's always very exciting kind of to see that. So, um uh, so yeah, so it's it's. I think he's you know he's going to continue to grow and grow and um, and and hopefully deliver more you know more and more kind of interesting uh, lead projects. Brilliant, brilliant. Now I haven't yet told you about how much I actually love the movie. Um, it's kind of that bonkers <laughs> adrenaline pumping action movie that's just that's just pure fun and joy, you know. Um, but when <laughs> I was thank you, thank you. <laughs> 
when I was watching it, I was thinking, and a few people have said this to me, even from like seeing the trailer and stuff, that they're just going to describe this as, you know, diehard in a football stadium. And even, you know, we would have had skyscraper. Yeah, yeah exactly. And even like last summer, you know, <laughs> with um, skyscraper, everyone was calling that diehard with Dwayne Johnson. I mean, would you yourself like welcome <laughs> those kind of comparisons or do they kind of bother you? Or? Yeah, I think... No, I think it's fine. I, I, you know, like the first pitch to me about what the film was, that was the first pitch to me as well. Someone said it, 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 it's basically Die Hard in a football stadium. You know, someone said to, to me early on. Oh, and okay, I think, that early. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, yeah, we, so we've totally like, we, 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 we embrace the throwback of it all, you know, and embrace what it was and, and what it is and try not to, like, you know, there's a lot in the film that's kind of absurd and it's got a tongue in its cheek and, and, and I love that about the film. Do you know what I mean? I love that it, and I think there's space in something that doesn't, that tries to be fun, doesn't take itself too seriously. I think there's a bit more room um, to kind of play on throwbacks and things. And I think, um, you know, you undoubtedly, like, people often try and kind of put films into into boxes and, you know, and, and, and to what they are and, and and it's fine, honestly. Like I think it's it's fine to kind of say that because ultimately, it, it's you know that that's um, like it's one of my favorite films of all time. <laughs> so it's not a bad uh, uh, bad thing to kind of you know to model around. But it was it's funny how it was never even though that was the pitch that was given to me after the script was written. It was never kind of it, it was never set out to be that. It just kind of ended up being that way because. The ingredients are similar, and what I think happens is when you have similar ingredients, there are similar ways that the story kind of can, or the structure can kind of plot together. And what you find is, it, you 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 often have a choice. You can go one way, which is going away from kind of a comparable film, um, or you or you might have another way that goes towards it. But what often happens when you've got the really great films like Die Hard. I think the reason why they compared so much is often when you make the right choice of this is the best way for the story, it it ends up being similar to what those choices were made back in the day for that for that film, you know, because mm-hmm. they made the right choices on that film for sure. And and it's not and so you don't kind of purposefully go there. But I think what happens when you kind of develop the story and develop elements of a of a film like this, you end up finding yourself in similar places by accident. And you kind of, you know, but we we were very conscious of it in the film, and there's a couple of nods to Die Hard on purpose in the film um, that uh, that are kind of sprinkled in there. But I think we, um, uh, yeah, we we can't. I think what made it exciting for me, really, that was outside of that though, was that there was was the elements that kind of stood out as the film went, you know, when it goes into different places, and it being kind of, um, you know, it's fine to have similarities but as long as it's kind of a, a, a modern uh, a modern day take and something different and a different story being told then I think I think it's okay you know but but um, uh, yeah I, I remember reading the script and and the thing that turned me in the first read of the script I remember was when they have the um, the presenters on television to read out the the um, uh, the the the, the hostage threat mm-hmm. and yeah. then murder them all which I, I just it made me gasp and giggle at the same time I was like oh my god like normally in a film you don't really pull the trigger but this one did and I like that that it dared to go there and I think there's a few places where it dares to go which are quite unique in an independent you know unique in a film and and strangely because it there's not many films like mid-range films made that are outside 
you know, especially nowadays with all the tent polling going on, it's, there's less room to do things where there are, you know, that, that are original and have original moments in, um, you know, they're becoming less and less. So, so the fact it had those moments and it had those set pieces and it had all those things, it kind of, for me, it kind of, um, uh, you know, that, that's what that's what kind of attracted and pulled me into it, despite any kind of similarities it has with, you know, with with other great films of the past. It's mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's those original things that kind of pop out to me and it's and make it worthwhile, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I don't. I, but in short, no, I certainly don't don't mind people kind of saying that. I think it's uh, like I hope it's not just that. <laughs> but, um, I uh, yeah, I don't I don't mind the comparison. I know how how these things go. Aside from Die Hard, what were some of you know the other action movies that you loved? Say when you were growing up and stuff, because it's very clear from your work that it's a genre that you really love, and it's one that you're kind of trying to do your own spin of. You know. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I, well, I yeah, I do. I love action, I, and I kind of, I grew, I, you know, for my my favorite films growing up, probably well, a couple of them that definitely kind of feel like they keep feeding into material is uh, uh, RoboCop, the original RoboCop. I absolutely adored. Oh, like yeah. I thought that was an incredible film. Um, I love the kind of the violence in it and the uh, the brutality and the comedy. You know, the tone of that movie, especially, and it's an interesting one to look at from a. Um, you know, kind of from a film school point of view, because it's like, the, the, I felt like that got the tone so right for what the movie was, and it, and it works on many levels. And it's kind of hard to, I think it's very hard to get tone right in movies, you know, because it's hard to leave room for absurdity, but be serious enough for sticks and caring. It's a kind of fine balance. And I, and I, and I, and I always felt that, like, when I remember being impacted heavily by, by watching Robocop, that it was kind of this absurd idea but it's wrapped around a very an emotional kind of simple uh, heart, and the core of it is very raw and real, and and you know very emotive. And I and I think you know as a film that definitely stands out. And then um, and then and then the other film that I probably watched, I remember one summer I watched this movie and I and I and I got it on VHS, and I remember I watched it. Uh, um, the whole six weeks holidays that we had after school, I watched it every single morning, which was um, Terminator 2: Judgment Day. Oh yeah, um, yeah. A classic. And, and I, I, I was obsessed. Yeah, absolute classic. And again, it's like it's about there's a, an element of humanity. I think all these stories. I think like any good story. And funny enough, Die Hard. Funny enough, it's like if you have, it's one thing doing an action movie, but I think what makes action. I, I think, um, to you know, for for you to have um, more than just like an action movie abbreviate comments, the ones that kind of uh, are bigger and stronger. Uh, you know, they usually delve into a human some of the human conditions. So like yeah. the diehards about um, Holly Gennaro and the, and the potential divorce. It's, you know, it, it's like Terminator 2 obviously explores fatherhood and, and the human race and, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, parental issues. It kind of gets into what's love, you know, all these kind of these, these issues that are not, you know, inherently, you know, you, you won't tend to find in, in a kind of straight up action movie like a, a Van Damme or a Seagal movie of the day, you know, wouldn't really go there. But the good, re- the ones that really kind of stand out from it, uh, I think, have that emotional core at the heart of them. So when we did Final Score, I remember we were very much kind of, you know, part of the attraction. The pull was 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 having a story, you know, exploring a story of loss and exploring a story of um, uh, of of uh, the character of Danny and, and not kind of mutually 
bonded over the loss of the father and mm-hmm. kind of and it's about getting over a loved one's death ultimately that's what the heart of the movie is about the about understanding the nature of sacrifice which probably sounds far too pretentious for, for what the film is given you've got dear batista jumping off a rooftop on a bicycle but it's like, <laughs> it's like that that is the kind of the heart of the movie that that i think and the theme of the movie that that, that i tried to kind of wrap everything around to a degree and i think and i think uh hopefully it works on that level and and the greater one and hopefully that that will connect and um and I, yeah, and I had the same, to be honest, that, that's what, uh, with Heist and with the De Niro movie, the thing that, that kind of, I think that kicked the movie off and made it work, and the thing that, like, Bob and I agreed on was, mm-hmm. was exploring a theme of, like, a character who, who lost track of what's important and who really didn't, again, it had a kind of sacrificial theme, but it was more about, like, what is, it was about being a good dad, basically. Um, and I'd made that film kind of, I, I put two young kids and it kind of, so I think that was the connection on Heist. But again, it has these kind of crazy action thriller elements and kind of, you know, absurd kind of elements to it. But, but underneath it, it's trying to tell a human story that's important because, you know, otherwise kind of what's the point, you know? So, um, yeah. So, but with Sam Scott, it was always nice to, you know, to have the different characters kind of explore the nature of sacrifice from different angles and different understandings and to try and kind of come to a conclusion of what that is and help the two central characters understand and come to terms with the loss of a loved one, you know? Um, so, so yeah, so it sounds far too deep, but, but that's, that's, that's what you aim for. <laughs> no, no, it, it works perfectly. Um, I meant to ask actually as well, another thing that I really liked about this film, but feel free to totally correct me if I'm wrong. Um, maybe my football yeah. knowledge isn't good enough, but it kind of plays out in real time which really adds to the tension of what's yeah. going on, you know, and adds to, you know, the fact that he's running out of time yeah. and everything. Was that something that was done on purpose and how much organization would have had to, you know, go into timing it that way? Yeah, it was, it was, um, yeah, it was done on purpose. Like, you know, we, we, we started early on to use that ticking clock of the game and use mm-hmm. it. I, I think a lot of the things you've got to do is, you know, when filmmaking is, you kind of have these ingredients to make. Like I describe it sometimes, it's like making a cake, right? And you, you kind of, you think, all right, I'm going to make this cake, and you try and get your ingredients, but your ingredients are never what you really need. You know I mean, they're not quite what you expected, and they're all different than what you hoped for in a lot of ways. You know, you have some of the right ones, but very often a lot of them are the wrong ones. And you've got to kind of embrace what you've got, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, like, some of that was embracing you know, embracing the game that was playing out, embracing the stadium because we had this great location and we had to kind of build the film around this location, honestly. And it was very much like the the ticking clock of the 90 minutes is a great device that also like feeds into the, the filmmaking and the pace of the movie, knowing that you, you've got this, yeah, this countdown that's going on. And and so we were very conscious of that. And, and, um, and, it, and it was hard. I, you know, the truth is I'm not... I'm not a big like football fan or anything. Like I'm not. I don't have like a big passion for any particular team. Like I personally, I've kind of grown to love West Ham somewhat, given the film and having lived there and been with the fans and all that. You know, I've got to, like I think West Ham now has a very special place in my heart. But but I'm no big like um, you know. I, I I don't. I've never really followed football. I've never really kind of done a lot with it. And so what was kind of funny is the editor Rob Hall is, is the guy who edited the movie. He would he would constantly mock me because the amount of football terms that I would get wrong, or the amount of times I would get the football 
action kind of wrong, as in, as in like, that would clearly be offside and he could never be down there, or I'd refer it as the wrong thing. And, and, um, and we had kind of a laugh in, in the edit, trying to keep up with my terrible lack of football knowledge. Um, so, we, so he kind of kept me on the straight and narrow. But, but yeah, it's, it's, it was something that, you know, feeding back into the, into the, yeah, the timing of it all, it's very, it's like a lot of that happens in the edit as well, the pacing, because you have an intention on the page and you can kind of lay it in on the page. But a lot of that has to get swapped around on the day because when you come to edit the movie, it's like obviously certain things play out longer, shorter, or have higher impact, less impact, all those kind of things. And the kind of the kind of tapestry you try and read through the edit is is slightly different than what, you know, they do call it like uh, another draft of the movie, don't they, when you get to the edit. It's like you're, you have your first draft that's on the page, you have your second draft and you shoot it, and your third draft is truly like when you're editing it. And, and in that process, we had to move some of the football action around and move some of the timing around um, because it felt, it, you know, because it, it, it emotionally felt right and wrong for different things to happen. So, so the half-time, you know, half, calling half-time in the game wasn't originally where it was in the edit now, mm-hmm. but we moved it because it felt right to be at that moment because there was kind of a, because uh, uh, there was a moment of kind of almost like, mournful like reflection going on in that moment in the film and and it felt right that the game was reflecting that and uh, and the you know and the audience and the fans and spectators were kind of feeling that so because that sort together we moved things around and it caused us to move uh you know to move the football aspects uh around and actually we ended up shooting some of the uh stuff we'd done outside the stadium we ended up shooting some extra football pieces because we felt like it would flow better if we changed change things around a little so it was very um so it got it got a little complicated but i i think i all rob all the editor the credit for, hmm. for keeping me on the straight and narrow and anything anything football related i, I owe to him and, and any really any mistakes football related i'll blame on him <laughs> and I'll let him take that <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Well, like I said, to a fellow non-football fan, I didn't notice anything out of the ordinary. It all looked right to me. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's good to, it's good to hear. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so, Scott, being from Ireland, I do have to ask, what, how was working with Pierce Brosnan? I know technically he's playing a Russian in the film, but, you know, he is our Irishman. So how was he on set? Oh, absolutely. Oh, he was wonderful. He was absolutely wonderful. And, you know, I... I um, like I, I'd so I'd obviously I'd spoken to him on the phone a couple of times leading up to the film, but I remember just sitting with him. I met him in in his in um, it was I think he arrived. We were a couple of days in filming before PS arrived, you know, because all the actors were obviously scheduled in at different times. And he came in, um, we'd already shot in a couple of days, and and I remember he was he kind of flown in and uh. And I was going to go and meet him just to kind of say hi, uh, have a quick drink with him, say hello, go over any kind of anything you have concerns about. Just, you know, just a little welcome to, you know, welcome to, to Final Score in London and whatnot, um, uh, just to say hi. And, and I had my family, my wife and little kids, they were, they were in town that weekend as well. So, I, so they went off to a toy shop while I popped in, uh, popped in the bar to kind of see, uh, see Piers. And we got talking and hit it off. He was so generous to everyone around him. And every, he was such, it just struck me how, how nice a guy he was. That not only is he kind of witty and funny, but he's, he's such a good human being. And, um, and we had, uh, you know, we had a couple of cocktails and, uh, and, and time kind of flew. And then the next thing I know, my, my little girl 
is like tugging on my shirt yeah. and they'd come back because like we'd been there far longer than planned and uh, and we were going to have to head off. But Pierce insisted that we all go out, all go out for dinner together that night. And I remember, you know, it, it, you know, cut to like an hour later and we we're all having like dinner in carriages or something. And my little girl is pulling at Pierce's beard and he's oh. playing with her. And I just thought, what a great human being. And it's like, it's so nice for him to, you know, he's so generous with his own time and his own, um, uh, you know, his, his, his character, he kind of really gives a lot to everyone. And, and so, yeah, so he was, he, he was a sweetheart and, and he would regale uh, stories of Bond and whatnot on set. And, and you know, he just, he just made it a pleasure. So I, yeah, I had a wonderful time with Pierce and I, I found out, you know, we, we had a good giggle basically. Um, he didn't, he didn't take everything too seriously. And I think he embraced and enjoyed kind of the, the crazy, kind of the absurdity of some of the stuff we were doing. So it, it was great to kind of, you know, to, to have him on board with all that. And, uh, and so, yeah, so he's, he, he, yeah, yeah, he's wonderful as Pierce. I love him a bit. And he's, uh, um, yeah, uh, can't, can't, yeah, have, have nothing but wonderful things to say about him. Oh, that's brilliant. I'm so glad to hear it. He sounds so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, he's, he's, yeah, he's super. I still have yet to meet him myself. There's kind of the stereotype that all Irish people know each other, but I, I still have to meet him at some point. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully soon. He's, yeah, you know, he's, uh, um, yeah, he likes it. He's, uh, like, I, it surprised me how just how much he would embrace strangers, really, and just help people out and, you know, and, and, and give a part of himself in a sense. Because it's quite tiring, I imagine, kind of being in his position with, you know what I mean? There's a lot because, you know, uh, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? If you're in a position of fame, it's like people want pieces of you, and uh, and it's uh, you know, but it, 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 it's hard to live up to that standard. But I think, yeah, just through his generosity, he, yeah, it was surprising how much he had to give to everyone, and uh, yeah, and he was he was he was wonderful, really really sweet guy. Brilliant, brilliant. So Scott, I know I've kept you for ages, so I just have a couple of more um, questions. Okay. I was just wondering, all of your films okay. kind of share in common that they're like, you know, as, as we've talked about before, they're action thrillers and they tend to be like high concept is how I describe them. Do you think this is an area you'd yeah. want to stay in or is there any chance you'll branch out from it in the future or what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I think I, I think I've... Uh... Yeah, I, I've not intended to kind of don't do that on purpose, but I think I think part of it is is out of there being a strange like um, it it's hard it's, to be honest because it's hard to get movies made like for like to, it's, it's such a pleasure making films right and directing, but it's hard to get movies off the ground, mm -hmm. and I think there's lots of reasons that feed into that and lots of things that are, are the case, and 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 I and. Uh, movies with stronger concepts tend to be easier to 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 more you know tend to be the ones that happen you know so I've kind of personally felt like if you have a strong concept or hook then that's a great starting point for a movie because it's something that's kind of you know it, it kind of it can stand up in the crowd or it, you know it, 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 it's kind of um, it's it just makes it easier for people to kind of get around the film. And so that's kind of probably been why, the, you know, they've happened that way. But I haven't consciously, like, I'll be honest, like the side of it that gets me much more excited and the side that I find most interesting is the human side. And, and that's always been a pull. Like the first film I did, The Tournament, was much more kind of action driven and it was my first movie. And I think I kind of learned through that movie that um, 
you know, of what I loved about certain, you know, aspects of it and bits that I didn't, honestly. And like, and they, and I think, I think after having kids and, and now, you know, just, I guess, just like everyone, like growing up and your experience in life, you want to kind of try and, yeah, you want to explore the human condition because that's kind of what a film is supposed to be for. So I would be very interested to kind of go more down that angle. Um, as much as I, but equally, I, I, I love action movies and I think it's a great way to, to kind of um, to, to wrap up and explore um, explore human nature in a way. Like I, I, and I think that, like for me, the things that get me passionate are when a film does that. And I think there's room, like a film I loved recently was Get Out, you know, the, um, oh, yeah. the horror yeah. film. Um, and, and, and the reason I think I love that so much is because it, it, it basically explored a complex, difficult issue kind of wrapped up in a genre movie. And I think, and that's, a, you know what I mean? And, and that, I think, is great filmmaking, you know? So I think there's, of course, there's aspects to kind of the uh, execution of the movie and there's things that are done really well anyway. But I think the fact you're able to kind of deal with a very difficult subject matter in a way that appeals to people to, to explore and watch it together is, you know, is, is when cinema is kind of at its best. And I, and I, and I kind of, you know, so I, 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 I kind of get excited most where, on projects that either explore something interesting on the human side or even like political side, you know, in terms of where the world is turning now from a, you know, from where we are in society and whatnot and why we're here and what's going on with the world at large, like, like exploring aspects of that, but in an interesting way, not in a kind of boring, bookish way, like doing it in a, in a way that can be wrapped up in, in, you know, in, in an entertaining way that you want to explore it together, you know? So um, I'm very much for, yeah, so I'm, I, in short, yes, I, I do love doing action, but I'm, I'm just as interested looking at, um, uh, you know, looking at the piece of material that, that aren't necessarily action, but deal with, yeah, deal with kind of uh, emotional or, or hot topics, as they would say. Um, so, so, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm yeah, it's, it's the human part of me, I think, that, uh, that wants and longs for that kind of stuff. Um, but, but, yeah, but open to lots. Brilliant, brilliant, exciting stuff. Um, so just my very last question for you, you, Scott, is are you working at anything in particular at the moment, anything in the pipeline, or just taking a well-earned break? <laughs> uh, well, no, that's very kind of, although no, no, I, I um, um, it's probably the ride of employment for a director. Like, we joke about it together, and like, wait, like people don't, don't like to see it, but the reality is with directors, it goes in like a wave, I think, of okay. like, you, you, you do a job, it tires you out, and you get paid, and it's like, and it's kind of like, and you get to the top of that little hill, and then there's a kind of a slide down the hill as you're not working and you're having a rest, but then you start panicking when you run out of money. <laughs> it's like everyone goes on this little roller coaster ride, and then get another job and go back up the hill again and get you know exhausted. And and it's a funny thing that like myself and like fellow like directors, we we always like joke about the fact that if we're all being honest with each other, it's kind of like it's a hair raising ride in and out of films. You know, it always is. And um, uh, but I'm doing, but for the time being, I've just come off a, well, actually, I'm not quite finished it yet. I've got the edit on a TV show I just did in Puerto Rico. So I just came back from shooting um, in Puerto Rico, which was a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, and I'm just editing that now um, in Los Angeles. And, uh, and then I've got a film which hopefully is going to shoot at the end of this year. But we will see because it's just was just getting the cast now and and kind of legals of it all. So 
um, yeah, uh, hopefully that, that's going to happen towards the end of this year. Um, but I'll, I'll see. I've got a few of the, you know, I've got a, quite a few projects that I'm, there are different stages of, of writing as well um, with different people. So we'll see see whether, you know, we'll see. It's very much kind of a gamble of which goes first and why, uh, usually. So, um, yeah, I, I try and try and spin a few plates and, uh, yeah, as long as one comes along before the roller coaster gets to the bottom of the ride, <laughs> it's, it's okay. <laughs> Well, that sounds like you've loads going on. And I like to hear that you're, you know, branching out into TV as well. That's one I'll have to look out for. I'm always on the lookout for new TV shows, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's great now, you know. Like, the world of TV now, I, I find amazing. Like, how much... Like, it's a great time oh, to yeah. be doing TV because it's just, you know, the shows are so... Like, what I found refreshing, honestly, and like, it's, a, it's like doing movie, it's everything, you know, it's, it's very director-led. And it's very much kind of, especially like independent movies, right? They're, they're very kind of on every single decision to a large degree is on the director's shoulders. And it's a very, and, and there's, it's, which in some ways is great, right? Um, but there's also an element of like, it's a lot of responsibility for a long time. So it's like one to two years of your life, you are kind of trying to, to kind of steer the ship. And it's very much like, you, you know, even though you can have fellow producers, everyone works hard to work, do things together. But... It's, it, it's a very different experience with television where you'll have like a showrunner and, and a few directors and, and, and really strong writers who really, you know, I mean, you, you're kind of part of a team more with television. And there's, and it's a lot, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's, yeah, it's, it's rather than being uh, a lead singer, you, you know, sorry, rather than being a solo artist, you're part of a band, right? And it's, and, it, and it's a different experience and it's, and it's strangely very refreshing and nice to do it in between films, especially it's nice to kind of be alleviated of that pressure a little bit and enjoy the process and just try and enjoy the directing. So, um, I, uh, yeah, so I've, I've, I've loved TV so far and I'll, I'll, I'll probably do a bit more of that, um, you know, uh, in between, in between movies and things because it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's good fun and the quality it's, it's you know, it, it helps you. I think it helps you as a director as well, honestly, like working with other directors and, and exercising the muscles and with a different aesthetic, perhaps, and in different boundaries and, uh, you know, different sandpit, basically. You get to try different things and, and you become better at it. You know? So I think it's quite a healthy thing to, to do every now and again. Um, so, yes, so, so it's, it's got my thumbs up for TV directing gig, definitely. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's very cool. Brilliant. Well, we can't wait to see you, Scott. Um, we'll leave it there. So thank you so, so much for um, taking out the time to speak with me today. Thank and you. congratulations again on Final Score. Like I said, it's just such a fun, fun action movie. Like they need to they need to keep them just like this, you know, ones that are fun, not overcomplicated. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, not too stressed. Don't, don't think about it too hard. Just enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. No, absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for the chat. I appreciate it. And I, uh, Yes, uh, yeah, thanks for your time. Uh, thank you very much. Great, thanks so much. See you now. Super, see you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.